Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty with you today. I'm in the First Bank studio right here in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And I'm glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in across the state or online. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. It's finally here, the 2021 Conference USA Baseball Tournament. Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director at Southern Miss, graciously uh, has agreed to be our reporter on site throughout the week. We're going to join Jack in just a moment. First of all, I want to thank uh, Dickie's Barbecue for their sponsorship of the show. Great uh, sponsors to have, great friends, and uh, great food. You can enjoy it seven days a week right here in Hattiesburg in the dining room, through the drive through to the take-home, however you like it. Uh, Dickie's will make sure it's a great meal for you. And speaking of food... I was disappointed to hear that my buddy Jack Duggan in Ruston, Louisiana, has not made it to Johnny's Pizza yet. What is the matter with you, Jack? Well, I wanted to try some different places, uh, Bob. Now we didn't, we we hadn't had a game yet, so <laughs> and, and I expect to be here till Sunday. Right, so, I, I think uh, you're right. So, uh, so I'm just trying to pace myself. Now I did. There was Johnny's in the press box yesterday, so I did. Uh, may have, okay, okay, I may have stole a, a small slice. <laughs> but uh during practice days but uh no we uh uh my my uh my buddy Lloyd Lunsford and I we have the last two nights let's see Monday night we went to a place called Pontchartoula's that was very good uh, I had uh, fried crawfish mm. and then uh, last night uh we went to an Italian place called Roma which was good I had a little chicken parmesan so mm. th- those are my those are my two big deals for you, and I, okay. you can get Luke Luke when he's got time to to uh, figure out all my calories for my first two nightly meals. All right, well, he'll be back tomorrow. So when we check in with you tomorrow, we'll total things up. Uh, you okay, know, through fair the, enough. And it looks like to me, Jack, you've got plenty of time to dine again this afternoon because I don't think you're going to be playing uh, Southern Miss baseball before what ten ten thirty tonight, maybe. I will see. You know, I thought uh, I thought. Old Dominion was getting ready to ten run roll Florida Atlantic. Uh, they 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 had uh, scored five runs I think in the seventh, but they couldn't score that elusive uh, six run to make it a twelve two game. Instead, it's eleven two. They're heading to the bottom of the eighth. So if they can score one here, that'll end the first game, and so that'll get us if uh, if we can get done in the next fifteen minutes, that'll help out greatly. Right. So, um, right. You know. So, you know, if we can get some quick ball games, maybe we could, you know, not start at midnight tonight. Right. But, uh, but what is the weather forecast the rest of the day there, Jack? I think it's fine the rest of the day. I, I, I honestly, you know, when I looked at the weather app this morning, they said the weather looks like it's going to be out of here about eleven, and that certainly has been the case. And uh, you know, it's it's sunny here now, and uh, we shouldn't have any problems. You know, the rest of the day. So, so, so we'll get baseball in the rest of the day, and 
you know, obviously Tech has an artificial surface, and you know, the, you know that's one great thing. There's not a lot of field maintenance, so you can, you know, forty forty five minutes you know, between the end of this game and and the start of the next when you can get going. So right, right. So that's that's the good part. That's the good part of that. Uh, watching a little bit of the game on ESPN Plus here in the last hour or so, and they're talking about uh, and we talked to one of the one of the athletic directors at Tech yesterday and. Anyway, the guys on ESPN today talking about how uh, they expect the place to be rocking anytime Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss takes the field. Uh, Southern Miss sold a lot of tickets, we understand, and uh, so we should see some real excitement when the third and fourth game of the of the first day starts later this afternoon. Yeah, I think so. I think you'll see. You know, it's a hundred percent capacity, so so they're going to sell as many seats as they can here, and you know the way the way you know kind of. We're just going back to the way we were, you know, before COVID, and you know, slowly but surely. And it, it should be, it should be a, you know, fun night of baseball. You know, when Tech obviously they play uh, UTSA, and then when we play Western Kentucky later tonight. I saw a great picture yesterday, Jack, on social media of, of our guys on a bus and getting ready to head out to Ruston. Uh, they look very excited. They look loose. Have you been around? The, I know you've been around the players some uh, since they've arrived at Ruston. What what seems to be the atmosphere amongst the uh, Golden Eagle baseball players? Well, I think there's a quiet confidence. Uh, they're they're well rested. Obviously, we didn't play last weekend. Uh, they had a couple of inter squad games over the weekend. They practiced you know four or five days last week. Uh, so they should be ready to go. Uh, I'm excited to see. You know what this team's going to do this week up here in Ruston, and um, you know obviously we'll have Hunter Stanley go for us tonight, uh, and um, we're you know just excited to get ready, and uh, we understand you know what our reason for being here in Ruston is, you know this week, and uh, we're going to do our best to, to bring home our our third straight uh, tournament title and fourth in the last five years. Well, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, you never know about college baseball, Jack. Uh, you don't have to look any further than this uh, news that broke here a couple hours ago that Mississippi State beaten 13-1 to in their opening game of their tournament. So it's just completely unpredictable, isn't it? It really is. And it, you know, I just, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's who you got on the mound. It's, are your guys going to hit? You know, are you going to field? Or, you know, is there one little – Quirky play that 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 happens that that changes the momentum of everything. You know, sometimes that all that plays into it. And you know, the the one thing that you'll always hear, you know, baseball people say, and you know, it's it's a it's a it's the old cliche, but it, there's there is some truth to it. It's like, hey, that's baseball, right? And uh, you know, I've heard that for you know forty something years. You know, hey, that's baseball, but. Uh, you know, the truth is it is. And, you know, sometimes sometimes the best team doesn't always win. And, you know, that's why they play so many games. And that's why it's such a great game. And uh, we're just, you know, I'm just looking forward to our game tonight. Is there anything really – now, I'm being prejudiced here, and you and I have talked a lot off air about baseball. But is there anything more exciting or more fun than a conference baseball tournament? To me, there's really not, Jack. No, I mean – you know, a lot of times now I'm sitting in the hotel today, but you know, there's probably because I'm I'm older than I used to be, but <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of times where you know you get to the ballpark at nine o'clock and you 
you know, you just stay all day. Right. And, right. and you just watch four games. And, you know, I, unfortunately, I couldn't do that today. I had some other obligations that, that, that uh, kept me, you know, kind of staying close to the hotel. So, uh, but, you know, tomorrow I'll probably, you know, I'll probably go out and watch four games tomorrow. And, you know, just sit somewhere where I can get comfortable. And um, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's just you, know, you get a chance to see other teams that, uh, that that you're not playing and you get to see them in a, in a different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of cool, I think. And right. um, so uh, as uh, Old Dominion just flew out there in the bottom of the A, so they're going up, they're going into the ninth, uh, Old Dominion leading Florida Atlantic 11-2. So that one's almost over. So that's a good that's a good thing for us. But uh, yeah, it's just it. Yeah, it, it's fun. It, you know, the, the other thing that's really cool is is you get to see everybody that you work with during the year in one spot, mm-hmm. and you get together. Now, 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 I'll be honest with you too, Bob. It's going to be a week of kind of bittersweet week for us. At least the. The sports information directors in our league, uh, and the coaches too, because uh, you know one of our own, uh, you know, the Conference USA assistant commissioner Russ Anderson, who you know I know he's been on the had been on the show several times right. over the years. Uh, we lost him uh, earlier during baseball season, and uh, you know just a just a tragic loss, you know, for our league. He he had been with the. Um, the league since its beginning and uh was a was a really good friend of mine and you know i just a great guy hate Jack. that he won't be here i hate that he won't be here this week to see it especially with four ranked teams and um you know he's such a right. great guy and, right you know i'm gonna i'm gonna miss him so uh well, I, I couldn't agree with you more and i i never could get him to admit it to me but i would always kind of get a little smile on his face when i would say now you know russ you know Southern Miss is really your favorite baseball team. He wouldn't say anything, but I always got that little smile. And uh, I think he did love Southern Miss baseball and had a lot of respect for Coach Barry and, and everybody associated with it. And you're right. He's a he's a fine fella, and uh, it, it, is, it is sad not to have him there. No yeah, question. Yeah, it is. And, and, and you see, uh, and for those folks that, are, that will watch the games on um, – on uh, ESPN Plus this weekend, on the back side of the mound, you'll see the initials oh, okay. RDA, and that's, and that's for yeah. and that's for Russ. So okay. uh, well, that's a good thing. All right, well, Jack, let me get it right now. So far, seafood and Italian. Uh, tomorrow, yeah. we're going to get your analysis of the baseball game. Obviously, later tonight, and then uh, an update on where has Jack eaten last. Is that is that good with you? That's fine. That's fine with me. I, now that the games are starting, my 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 choice and my time uh, is probably going to go down to, uh, tremendously. That might be when I get my Johnny's. So. All right, Jack. Thank you, buddy. Uh, y'all have a great day. Jack Duggan, everybody. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, I want to thank Jack Duggan for giving us a live report from Ruston, Louisiana, as uh, game one is about to end with Old Dominion 
dominating Florida Atlantic. This section, uh, this segment of the show is, of course, sponsored by our good friends at Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. We love Miss Kathleen and her great staff on Hardy Street. They've got the best selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere, and uh, they're open Monday through Saturday. You can also shop them online at CampusBookmart.net. Patrick McGee, as you well know, is the uh, sports editor of the Biloxi Sun-Herald. He joins us from the Gulf Coast right now. And Patrick, game one just about uh, done at the Conference USA Tournament with uh, Old Dominion dominating. A-, a team that a lot of us thought could really make some noise in the tournament in Florida Atlantic. But you said something to me before we went on the air, which I think there's a lot of truth to it. And that is that Old Dominion, probably the hottest team in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, that game just did go final to 11-2 Old Dominion, and they just beat Louisiana Tech twice on its home field uh, coming in the tournament. So they know the, the way the stadium plays. They feel comfortable mm-hmm. out there, obviously. So, I mean, uh, Old Dominion right now looking like, you know, just in this game, the last few games, uh, they might be the, the favorite to come out of that side of the bracket when, they're you know, I think they're paired in there with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Charlotte, you know, is in a pretty good position to host at the moment, but if you know if they get a you know get a whooping uh, you know say by tomorrow by Old Dominion, their their chances are going to decrease. I saw one projection that Old Dominion as a one seed at South Carolina. Uh, we you know we don't see that too often, but right now, shoot, they you know I don't think they put in a bid to host because I don't think they have the facility to do it. I know there's a minor league park there in Norfolk, uh, but they don't really have the facilities on campus to host. But uh, Old Dominion would be a host if they did have the facility. Yeah, we've beaten this to death, guessing about about regionals. But if Old Dominion were to win the tournament, would would that mean no Conference USA team would host? Uh, no, not necessarily. I, I think Charlotte and or Louisiana Tech, if they get to the, you know, uh, excuse me. Well, I mean, Charlotte would be eliminated at that point. They wouldn't make it to the title game. I think Tech, if they get to the title game, I think they're in a discussion. I still think they're kind of on 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 unsteady ground. But yeah, there's there's a chance. Uh, but as long as Charlotte maybe wins a, a game or two, I think they could still host. So uh, I, I don't, I don't think that completely eliminates the idea of a conference team hosting if Old Dominion wins at all. Always nice to be in the SEC when you can be a South Carolina and get eliminated right out of the gate and still host. And that's a great advantage, isn't it, Patrick? <laughs> yeah, in the end, I, I don't think South Carolina will host. Uh, I think they'll probably figure something out. But yeah, I mean, it's South Carolina's. You know they. <laughs> It's they are who they are. They've got the stadium that they have, and you know, in the past, NCAA has a bad habit of giving it to programs just simply because they've shown uh, they can kind of you know, turn out the bucks over the course of a regional. Uh, but yeah, it, it would be a, a weird deal if Old Dominion's at, in Columbia is a one seed at South Carolina. <laughs> that's right. something. Right. That's something that, that the Gamecocks probably would have never foreseen. Right. All right, for the Golden Eagles, uh, they they obviously want to win the conference tournament, but first things first, Western Kentucky tonight. Uh, if, you, if you base it on how Western Kentucky played Southern Miss here in Hattiesburg, it's just not going to be an easy out for the Golden Eagles. No, no. Uh, West Kentucky is really a, a sound team. Uh, they're going to make you earn it. And uh, even though Southern Miss took that series from West Kentucky, uh, every game was really hard fought. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's a game that Southern Miss cannot take it. take for granted whatsoever. I think Southern Miss is in a position to win. You got Stanley going out there, uh, game one. As long as he's on top of his game, it's it's a game they should win. Uh, but no, I mean if if one inning goes a little bit haywire for Southern Miss, it's a game they could lose. So they have to come out playing well and and just the, 
you know, if you win, you want to win this game and you want to do it kind of decisive fashion, just kind of building up momentum into a possible uh, matchup with Louisiana Tech on the next day on their home field. Right, and it looks like it's going to be a really late start for Western <laughs> Kentucky and Southern Miss. Yeah, uh, right now, uh, see, this game took uh, two hours, 20 minutes, which, you know, pretty quick, all things considered. Right. Uh, so it, you know, maybe right now it's on schedule, but as we all know, uh, you know, usually one or two games goes a little bit long. And uh, you're just hoping if you're Southern Miss, you get rolling by 10 o'clock tonight. There's usually a time they set that they can – that it, the the late that there's a cutoff that the game can't be played that late, but honestly, I can't remember what it is exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you're Southern Miss, you'll be happy if you're playing by 10 p.m. Golden Eagles the last few years have been the number one seed in these tournaments, even the regional when the, when they had it here in Hattiesburg, and, and and Coach Berry took a little bit of fan heat for not making not making Southern Miss the the night game. He would always take the third game. As he reminded me earlier today, now you know why I always took the four o'clock game. <laughs> yeah, it always made sense to do that because you know usually you had a five thirty first pitch, maybe six o'clock first pitch. It always made sense to do that. Uh, you don't want to be the last one on the slate. That that turns into a really late night, and that can kind of spill over into the next day. So uh, it always made sense why they get the, why they always pick the third game of the day. Right. All right, Patrick, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more. Well, let's 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 take the tournament first. We're on the topic of the tournament now, and if you're not in a big hurry, I'll, I may hold you over uh, if you sure, got time. Sure. Uh, let's look. Let's look at the tournament. Uh, Louisiana Tech plays San Antonio tonight. Should win the game, but you never know. And San Antonio played them pretty close uh, throughout the uh, the series they recently had. The next game on the other side of the bracket is Charlotte and Middle Tennessee, and I would think Middle Tennessee is the weakest of all the teams in the tournament. So Charlotte should not should not have trouble with Middle Tennessee, correct? No, yeah, Charlotte's got the softest game uh, on the first day. You know, really, you have seven really solid teams in this tournament. Middle Tennessee is, you know, if you're a Southern Miss fan and you saw them at Southern Miss, Southern Miss just owned them. I mean, that was that was as dominant a a conference series that Southern Miss has had in a while. Uh, Middle Tennessee really couldn't touch them, and we know Charlotte's got really good pitching as well. So that's a game that Charlotte could handle pretty easily. All right. Louisiana Tech will play uh, San Antonio. Uh, I guess that would be not the next game. I guess the next game would be Middle Tennessee and Charlotte and then uh, Tech and San Antonio. Uh, how you right. see that one? Uh, well, I mean, if you're Tech right now, you're kind of – you're a little uneven. Uh, uh, Tech has got a history of kind of blowing it. <laughs> right. They did not play well in Biloxi at all. They only won one game over three years uh, in in Biloxi. So, uh, uh, and there's a lot of guys on that roster that have played in these conference tournaments, even though they didn't play play in the tournament last year. So you, you know, the way you played last week, this is this is a dangerous game for Tech. They need to come out and play well. They're pitching. Really wasn't that great against a really good hitting Old Dominion team, and San Antonio is capable of hitting. It. So uh, this, this, you know, I, I'd kind of cast it as, as a toss up at the moment, but mm-hmm. obviously takes on its own field. Well, I would say this, you, and I think you're right when you say Old Dominion is the hottest team in in the league right now. Tech, not mm-hmm. not so much the last few weeks. They they started out the year really hot, but they sort of tailed off, mm-hmm. Patrick. Yeah, it's always a cliche. You don't want to uh, peak too early. And if you're tech, you're kind of hoping that's not the case coming in, uh, hosting a tournament on your home field. Uh, this is a great opportunity for them to go through and win a conference tournament. 
and get that shot to host and, and rust. And so I, you know, yeah, I mean, this is the pressure's on Tech. The pressure isn't on San Antonio, uh, even right. though you know they want to keep their season live. But uh, it's it's a situation where Tech uh, there, there's just tremendous pressure on them to win this afternoon. I think that's a disadvantage in a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tech is not in a position that you want to. I mean, you, you love playing on home, on your home field, but uh, the only way Tech right now, I think, is hosting uh, is it is it is at least they're in the discussion if they get to the title game, and I think they do host if they do win the conference tournament. So they've got to come out and just be on top of their game right away. I, I'm going to express my opinion, and, and I hope I'm wrong, but I I, I just think it, the continuing speculation about what USM would have to do to host is. Mm-hmm. Probably not very realistic. Am I right about that? Uh, it's not great. Um, now, if if Southern Miss is in a position where they say play Louisiana, you know they 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 beat Louisiana Tech and they beat Charlotte or an Old Dominion. So mm-hmm. basically, if it stacks up for Southern Miss to where they play the best possible competition on their way to a Sunday championship game and they win that, I think they're in the discussion. You know. I think at that point they can be taken seriously. Now, whether they get it, I don't know. But you're right. I mean, it's it's a little difficult right now for Southern Miss to really make a case for it. But if they go through and really kind of dominate and 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 beat good competition, I think they got a shot. So, if you take tonight's starter uh, and and you get to Sunday, can you bring your your Wednesday night guy back Sunday to pitch for you in the championship game? Yeah, I, I, it's been done before. Uh, but for Southern Miss, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I think, was it Walker Powell that came back and pitched uh, could, in that yeah, championship? Yes, in the cha- yes, he started yeah. the game. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's definitely a possibility. But if you're to really set up that situation, ideally, Southern Miss needs to jump out to like an 8-0, 9 or something like get that. Get off the field, right. Right, and get him off the field after five or six innings and save him for a good 60, 70 pitches. On Sunday, so I mean that's that's really what Southern Miss would have to do in my mind to do that. But I mean, heck, I mean Southern Miss has got four really good starting pitchers. Uh, it, you know, it, you, you don't really have to worry about bringing back that guy. Drew Boyd is a guy capable of putting them in the win column on Sunday. So uh, Southern Miss just has to win and and keep that rotation rolling. Because if, if Southern Miss can dominate and that pitching staff look like it did against Middle Tennessee, I think Southern Miss can put itself in contention to host again. All right, seven Golden Eagles on the All-Conference USA team. Christian Ostrander, the Assistant Coach of the Year in the league. We're going to talk to Patrick about that. And and still, Walker Powell, no recognition, <laughs> is one of the best players in Mississippi. I'll continue my conversation with Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald in just a few moments. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Go down there tonight. They'll have the Southern Miss uh, uh, Western Kentucky game on the TVs. I'll guarantee you that. Get yourself a big shrimp poor boy and a cold beer and sit back and have a good time. Uh, Conference USA Baseball all week and throughout the weekend on uh, 4th Street Bar and Grill's TV screens throughout their facility. And want to thank them for their support of the Eagle Hour. All right, Patrick, seven Golden Eagles uh, make the all-conference team, and uh, Christian Ostrander is the assistant coach of the year. 
Walker Powell is the pitcher of the year. A lot of lot of good stuff there to talk about. But you said something to me that was fascinating off air, and the more I think about it, I, the the happier it makes me. You said you felt like you could take this Conference USA all conference team, and it is so talent rich that if this were your regular baseball team and you had them all year, they would be in contention to win the College World Series. Yeah, I mean, the team is loaded. Uh, I mean, you have Austin Knight, uh, the third baseman, leads the nation in doubles. Uh, and just, you know, the old, the, the, you got Carter Trice and Kyle Battle for Old Dominion just have an outstanding season. Just watch them play earlier. They, those guys, it's really amazing what Old Dominion's been able to do with kind of lackluster facilities. Um, but, you know, Louisiana Tech's loaded with experience. They're all over this team, and, and Southern Miss has got that kind of ex- you know, veteran experience with Stanley Powell. Yeah, I mean, if if you have these guys put together on one team, it's a it's a team that could easily win the national championship. That's and right. this is all just kind of daydream, you know, stuff, you right, know. Right, but, right. But, I mean, if you, if you put this team together and really kind of uh, put them on the field, they would just uh, – they would be a powerhouse. It's just a loaded team. It's you know, it's it's really impressive uh, just going through. And I was kind of putting together the advance for the conference tournament. Just really the quality uh, level of talent and experience that's really competing this week in Ruston is probably is the best they've ever had for conference USA. But a big part of that, obviously, is that there's a bunch of seniors playing whose eligibility uh, usually would have wrapped up a year ago. Uh, so that's 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 really kind of playing a big part of all of this. But yeah, the the first team all conference team, conference USA this year, was probably the best. I I say unquestionably, really the best they've ever had. Reed Trimble from Southern Miss, uh, outfielder of course, Charlie Fisher, the DH, Hunter Stanley, Walker Powell on the first team, Gabe Montenegro and uh, Ben Etheridge, along with Ryan Ock on the uh, second team. All freshman team included uh, Trimble, which that that's a no brainer. And uh, Ben Etheridge, which I guess is another no-brainer from Southern Miss. Uh, as we said, Walker wins the uh, pitcher of the year. Uh, the Charlotte coach, Robert Woodard, the coach of the year, Patrick, really hard to argue with that. They they look like a really powerhouse football, I mean, baseball team. And then the assistant coach of the year is Christian Ostrander. And, you know, in, in watching the Golden Eagles play every year the way I do, and, and I know you do the same, uh, it is just really hard to overemphasize what an improvement overall Ostrander has made in Southern Miss pitching. No doubt. Uh, there was just, you know, Southern Miss always had two or three guys that were pretty darn good pitching. They usually have one guy won the pitcher of the year, but they just didn't build the depth that they needed. And I, I really kind of, that's what I said, you know, whenever people would talk about, what do you think about Ostrander? I was like, well, his job has got to be to build depth on that pitching staff. And there's no doubt whatsoever that there's really great depth on this pitching staff, and you don't even have Gabe Shepard out there. Right. So I mean, it's it's I mean, what he's done is is, is really really incredible. And Ostrander has put himself in a position to be a, a, a Division One head coach. Uh, uh, really, I think whenever he's ready to kind of make that move, I know you know I, you know, we can all speculate how long Scott Berry is going to be around. I mean, he's obviously still rocking and rolling, but uh, Ostrander has really really put himself in a position to. Uh, uh, possibly be a head coach in the not too distant future. Yeah, it kind of worries me, Patrick. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I love having him, and I'm grateful for the job as a Southern Miss fan that he's done. But you just wonder how long is it going to be before some big school rolls in here with a wheelbarrow mm-hmm. full of money? Yeah, and he's got you know he's got that experience at Jones College as a head coach. 
uh, really uh, did a good job there, went out to Louisiana Tech, uh, uh, really kind of got them, played a big role in, in getting Tech to where it is today. And at Southern Miss, I mean, that that staff has really been incredible ever since he's been there. Uh, he's really kind of turned guys in. The, in He's got impact guys all over the staff, and those guys necessarily aren't going to deliver every day. But consistently, just uh, he, that pitching staff has been really been great. You've got four really really good starters at Southern Miss. Enough to I think I think enough to get them to the championship game of the tournament just off starting pitching. I it would seem to me, and, and look, I don't know much about this, but the key for Southern Miss <clears throat> to get to Sunday. Is to uh, would a would be to get a good a jump tonight where you can rest right. Stanley a little bit if possible, but but more importantly for your four starters just to get deep in the ball game and it would seem to me if you, if all four and this is wishful thinking of course could get to the seventh eighth inning of the game the Golden Eagles would be hard to beat mm-hmm. Patrick. <clears throat> yeah, it's it you know for Southern Miss to win a conference championship they have to get get good start starting pitching every night. That really has to happen. I mean, Southern Miss has got a talented bullpen. Uh, they're capable of kind of backing up their guys now and then. But, you know, as we've seen, they're not always the most consistent uh, at times. Ryan Ock has been really good. Ramsey's been really good, but occasionally a, a slight lapse here or there. So, but it's that you can't afford to get, you know, get, you know, through a four and a third. You got to go out there and put a new pitcher on them now. That's really not what Southern Miss needs. I mean, they can get, they can survive by that, but it just makes it that much tougher to get to Sunday and expect to win. Uh, so, yeah, you want to be in a position where uh, you want all four of your starters really going through, pitching seven, eight innings, and uh, uh, picking up these victories. So, yeah, it's it's up to the starting pitch, and, of course, you got to you know, pound out six or seven runs of ball game. Uh, that's what it really all comes down to. Throughout the year, when, when things have not gone well for the Golden Eagles, it's been inconsistency. Uh, from what the things you're describing, and it seems to me that the most glaring inconsistency at times has been hitting. How, right. Is the staff strong enough to carry them through this tournament if they're not hitting the ball well, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, they are capable, but they'd have to put together a, a run of starts uh, not that different than what they did against Middle Tennessee. I mean, you don't, you don't have to hold every team you know, with scoreless or whatever, but you've just really got to be on top of your game and, and throwing really well. Uh, but yeah, the, the, but I mean, there is enough pop in that lineup to 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 you know score you know upwards eight or nine runs a game. It's just not going to happen every day. So they just the, the one consistent piece of the Southern Miss baseball team has been its starting rotation. So at this point, that's really what you got to rely on. But as, as we all know, uh, college baseball and baseball in general are very you know unpredictable. Uh, but no doubt, Southern Miss has just got to pitch really well. You know, those of us that follow the league every year, like you and I, we're used to seeing Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech, Florida Atlantic, Rice, uh, you know, as the teams mm-hmm. to beat in the tournament. Of course, Rice not here, which is sort of odd in its own right. And as a result, right. their coach is no longer there. But but if we see now the emergence uh, of Charlotte and Old Dominion, not only this year, but for years to come in the league? I think Charlotte, uh, if you look at the facilities they have, um, and they're really in a baseball rich, you know, it's, there's a lot of talent in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. That's an area they can really rely on. Uh, Old Dominion, I think they really have to invest in the facilities. It's, it's, it's not the greatest. I think Old Dominion, we'll see them a little bit up and down. I've been really impressed with Old Dominion's kind of offered uh, since they joined Conference USA on the baseball field, and they've done it really without a, a top-notch facility. So 
I think Old Dominion and Charlotte on the east side are going to be good for a while. But Charlotte, I think, is the one that's really got a shot. And you'd like to see their facility was is almost good enough to really host that. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have much in the way of capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe if they kind of put a little bit more into that, that's a program we could see kind of grow from here on out. But, yeah, Charlotte, Old Dominion, really impressive what they've been able to do this season. Well, the downer about this tournament, though, is that it, the last three years and in, in on the Gulf Coast were just so mm-hmm. incredible. It was just it just right. seemed like Conference USA had hit a grand slam in, in picking that venue. Do you think there's any chance it'll ever come back there again? It'll be up to the Bluxy Shuckers, and if they want to make it happen, uh, you know, management ownership, they all have to be on the same page, and they have to put in a attractive bid and a, a welcoming situation for Conference USA. Uh, Tim Bennett. Uh, overtime sports uh, was really the guy that brought it to Biloxi previously, and he had he, there was a little bit of falling out between him and the, and ownership with with the Shuckers. Uh, so yeah, there's there's just a lot of politics that goes into it, but it, it really falls on somebody kind of stepping up and making it happen. Uh, who who that who that would be, I don't know, uh, but I don't see it happening anytime in the, in the very near future. Obviously, I think it's uh, Hattiesburg. Obviously, it's Hattiesburg next year. Then it goes to Rice, and I think Rice, the stadiums that Rice and Southern Miss have to offer are great for hosting, great locations. Uh, you, you hope Rice is competitive, <laughs> right? Uh, but it's it's it it, it you, you look at, you look you watch on TV and you and you watch the games in Ruston, and it's nice, but it's you know it's a tiny stadium, and I'm sure it'll be a good atmosphere uh, whenever Tech is playing. But outside of that, it just looks like an empty college ballpark. Uh, I think Biloxi was absolutely a home run for Conference USA. No question. And that first that first year was Incredible. one of the best experience. Yeah, I mean, it was you had almost six thousand people in there on for the championship game. Right. You can't do that elsewhere. No. All right, Patrick, we're out of time, but real quick, the championship game will be between whom and who will win the tournament? Uh, well, I, I like Southern Miss on their side of the bracket with that kind of scuffling, and I'm thinking Old Dominion right now. So Southern Miss and Old Dominion. All right, Patrick, we'll talk to you next Thursday, my friend. All right, thank you. Next Bob. Wednesday. My, my mistake. Next Wednesday. Patrick McGee, everybody. Biloxi Sun Herald, sports editor, best sports writer in Mississippi when it comes to Southern Miss Athletics. You might want to check out a subscription online to enjoy Patrick's work. We'll be right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. We want to thank uh, D1 and DBAT for sponsoring the last segment of the show every day. As you know, it's a great training facility for kids and adults. They're located on Hardy Street, and they really are state-of-the-art. We thank them so much for their support. All right, on the show tomorrow, Brian Mackey, who is the Deputy Commissioner of Conference USA, scheduled to join the Eagle Hour Talk to us about the uh, the conference tournament, obviously, and uh, and the departure of our, of our good friend, uh, the former commissioner uh, of the Eagle Hour, Russ Anderson. And you'll notice if you're watching the games tonight, his initials are on the back of the pitcher's mound. So kind of bittersweet uh, over in Ruston right now uh, uh, regarding the loss of uh, Russ Anderson. So we uh, look forward to talking to the commissioner tomorrow, and uh, we'll get a game update and uh, you know analysis of tonight's game from Jack Duggan, who's on scene there. On scene at the Indianapolis 500, as you may know by now, is the uh, one and only Kelly Santer, 
who Kelly was described to me last night uh, when my wife and I were having dinner and we were having a conversation with someone and and your name came up and you were described as by this uh, this young lady as a quote big personality. I don't know. I don't know how quite to uh, to take that. <laughs> <laughs> But, but if it comes from a woman and without a warrant, then, then I'll take it. Attra- you know, I, attractive I, woman, too, Kelly. Attractive well, woman. There, there you go. Then, then I, I have no choice but to take it, then, do I? <laughs> yeah, there was no warrant involved. I saw no I saw no legal paperwork, security of any kind uh, when she oh, was discussing oof. you. Yeah. Well, I'm certainly yeah. relieved to hear that. And that was pretty unusual because in the past, I don't ever recall a woman bringing your name up to me that it wasn't in some sort of negative tone. But uh, that wasn't the case last night, Kelly. Or in some form of legalese, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or according sure. to my attorney, uh, Mr. Sander is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. I can, I can no longer talk about him. You know, you'll correct. Kelly, uh, you know a lot about baseball, and, uh, you know, Scott Berry's always told us, and, and he made a comment to me this morning, now you know why I always pick the 4 o'clock game. Right now, they've just finished game one. It was two hours late getting started. Now, it was a little short, about two hours and 40 minutes, but I, I would say right now, 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock tonight when Southern Miss finally takes the field. Is that a disadvantage? I know you've coached a lot of tournament baseball. It's it's a disadvantage really for both teams uh, it, because one you know if, if one team had to play late and the other one didn't then obviously but but both teams particularly the pitchers because pitchers are such creatures of habit they listen to the same music generally before the game they have the same meal uh, they'll eat they'll try to time their meal exactly two and a half hours before game time they're, they're very superstitious creatures in nature and to not really know what time you're going to have to tote the hill tonight and again there's no guarantees there's no guarantees that things go as planned the rest of the day that they're even going to get started that time right um because you know you could have extra inning games you could have more weather move into the area the only thing that that's just it's really maddening sometimes about baseball is that it's, it's the only one that's really affected by weather i mean soccer and football will generally play regardless of the weather, uh, but baseball is just it, it'll, it'll just drive you crazy. But but it's the pitchers that it will affect uh, more than everybody else in general. And it adds to the importance of winning because uh, the winner of tonight's game will not play until seven thirty tomorrow night. But the loser is going to play at four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. That still gives you some time. But if you're you know if you're one one thirty in the morning getting off the baseball field, you ain't got your kids fed and in bed. You really don't want to be back up ready to go in the heat of the day the next afternoon do you no and, and that's but that's part of being in the losers bracket too that's why uh you really want to make sure that you get that first game but you know some teams will get in uh will will really roll the dice and and not throw their donkey in game 1 but they'll throw the donkey in game, game 2 and take their chances with game 1 um but i i've always i've always thought that you, you go with your best guy uh in game 1 to keep yourself in that winner's bracket as long as you can, particularly, in, in, of course, in a single elimination tournament, it changes that decision because, I mean, you need to go with your donkey in a single elimination because one and done. You know, you lose the first game and you're done. But in a double elimination, sometimes they'll throw the ace in game in game two. Um, and, and, and if you throw the, the ace in game two, you want to be able to, 
make sure that you're in the winner's bracket so you have even fewer games to play. Right. Um, no, exactly right. I, I remember yeah. some people a couple of years ago up in Arkansas saying, well, Scott should have thrown uh, his number two against uh, Bap- uh, Dallas Baptist and, and held out Nick Sandlin for Arkansas. But what happens if you throw your number two and you don't win the first <laughs> And you don't win the first game, right? So, right, yeah, I agree with and you. It, I think you're yeah, exactly it's just, right. It's it's more taxing on the entire staff because then you're going to have to throw more innings that you than you anticipated. You know, I mean, coaches always there's nobody there's nobody in these tournaments that want to win more than the coaches do. They know their personnel better than everybody else. They're practice they're at practice with these guys every day. They know the nuances of any of each and every one of their players. So you have to trust the decisions that they make. And I know. There will be a lot of Eagle fans up as late as it takes, Bob, tonight right. to be listening well, to get this game one in. Yeah, this is one. All right, Kelly, yeah. have I made your day by letting you know that an attractive woman spoke highly about you yesterday? Yeah, but I'm, I'll have to check to see if it really was true or if you were doing that just literally. <laughs> <laughs> Ye of so little faith. Yeah, yeah well, I'm just not used to it, that's for sure. All right, know. Kelly will be back tomorrow. Give us his analysis of the Golden Eagles and the Western Kentucky tonight. Uh, Kelly, continue to have a good time, and thanks for working on your vacation, brother. Yeah, glad to do it, Bob. Southern Eagles Miss, to the Kelly. Top, baby. Here we go. Yeah, to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.